Hello there. Welcome to the 4Ts podcast where we talk about the 4Ts and the church and how Christians in general can care for someone who struggles with homosexuality. The 4Ts are touch, time, transparency, and teamwork. We believe these 4Ts are ways the church can intimately love those who struggle with homosexuality. We dive into each T and discuss how we can practically apply this in whatever situation we find ourselves in when we find out a fellow Christian brother struggles with homosexuality. Our last podcast we talked about touch. Today we are going to talk about transparency, specifically physical transparency. Today I have the usuals with me, Tank and Campos. We are missing my friend Jeremy today, but I have my friend Matt filling in for him. Today's topics related to physical transparency are going to cover a lot, so much that we, we will need to come back and address some of the topics in another podcast. But today we will try our best to cover as much as we can. What I specifically want to talk about is how Christian men need to embrace each other physically and get to know each other physically in non-sexual ways. We all know our culture has over-sexualized everything. Also, men and women have to deal with pornography daily, which messes up our idea of the human body. Men need to have a bigger penis, women need to look hotter, there's a long list. I mentioned this in the last podcast too. Historians have talked about how the male in America has become more and more isolated from other males. With the sexual revolution and the gay movement taking place, men become more and more distant from each other so they wouldn't be identified as gay. This still exists within our culture to some extent today, and it has, it has had a huge negative effect on us. I also believe it has affected the church when it comes to loving those who struggle with homosexuality. Since men already have to deal with the idea that if they become too close to another male, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, that it seems gay, it makes sense that the church doesn't emphasize deep male friendships. It stresses marriage, but not friendship. And the way to walking alongside someone who struggles with homosexuality is through deep emotional, physical, and spiritual friendship. So we need to change that. Instead of fearing each other, we will draw close to each other. We will accept each other's bodies the way we accept each other spiritually and emotionally. The body is a big part of being a Christian. We believe it's going to be resurrected. It's funny that we, we emphasize spiritual and emotional connection with each other, but we do not emphasize a physical connection with each other. We need to start addressing that as well. If the church wants to walk alongside someone who struggles with homosexuality, we also have to address a question, a very important question. How do we handle the fact that there is attraction to the same sex? What does this even mean? We can help men who struggle with homosexuality embrace the male body the right way. And I think it starts with men first embracing their own bodies and then embracing each other. Whether you are attracted to the same sex or not, you need to embrace your own body. From there, we can then embrace each other. And one place this all happens at is in the locker room. Today, we will first talk about what it means to have a body and a penis and what that means to us. We will then talk about the locker room scene and other nude settings. Then we will see where the man who struggles with homosexuality fits in on all of this. I hope you can listen to this podcast with an open mind, open heart, and willingness to be transparent with your body in a healthy, godly way. All men have a journey. We need to get to that place where we can be okay with who we are as a male, with a penis, and respect others and love others who also have a penis. I believe this happens in the sacred place of the locker room. Some men can get there faster than others. My friends here have been able to get to that place faster than I have. They are not perfect. Maybe you might hear that today as we discuss some topics. But they got to the locker room. But they got to the locker room and they understand the importance of it. For me, it took longer for me to understand the importance and correct way of experiencing the locker room. And I want to include this. The church also needs to get to the locker room. Throughout the podcast, I will refer to an article I found on ESPN that talked about the NFL player Michael Sam, who was a first gay NFL player, and their experiences with him in the shower and locker room. So I hope you enjoyed the discussion on how being physically transparent with your body in a healthy, godly way can help someone who is attracted to the same sex experience healing, love, and sanctification. We all need to be seen naked and see others as well, even if they are attracted to you in the wrong way. The more you teach them how to see you the correct way, the more they will understand themselves and their attraction will go away as you become more and more like a brother. But the point of this is not to get rid of attraction. The point of it is to get to know each other and see each other the correct way. Attraction might exist in someone attraction to the same sex might exist to might exist in someone for the rest of their life. That's not something we gotta deal with. It's something that we just have to handle and understand. And for starters, I think we're gonna talk about attraction. You guys all there? Hey, everybody. What's hey. Up, hey. Oh, hey. So, hey, guys. I, I'm here with uh, Matt Beckwith, who is a, a, a newcomer to the podcast. And I'm here with Campos. Hey, guys. Great and, to be here. And Tank. Let's watch an hour. Oh, hey, guys. So, uh, there's an aspect of attraction. Well, you, I, usually, I say this term a lot. I say um, I struggle with being attracted to the same sex. I just say that for a way of communicating that um, I struggle with homosexuality or I find 
the same sex attractive, but it goes deeper than that. And there are four aspects of attraction I want to talk about before we start talking about the locker room or even are addressing the question, is it good for someone to struggle who struggles with homosexuality, who struggles with homosexuality to see other men naked? But yeah, so I want to talk about four aspects of attraction and I'm going to talk about emotional, emotional attraction, finding the finding. Uh, I just talking about what is attractive, um, curiosity and the sexual experience of attraction or the fact that you want to have sex with something. So yeah, the first thing someone. I want to talk or someone, <laughs> someone or something. No, a lot of, a lot of people are attracted to like animals and want to have sex with animals or I don't think we're talking about. no, but that's all aspects. Oh, okay. That's all aspects of attract of a sexual attraction. Um, just trying to get them in the flow. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Like, uh, we've all been attracted to a vase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's just talk about emotional attraction for right now. I, there are certain friends in my life that I formed an emotional attachment with. So uh, example would be Matt knows Josh Hansen. Mm-hmm. He was someone, as I became good friends with him, I connected with him emotionally. And there was a, there's like this emotional, uh, connection, a deep emotional connection I wanted with him. And then that formed into a sort of this want of like a more intimate friendship. Um, and it was, it was, that's, that's along the lines of what I would define as I'm attracted to him, but not physically attracted. It was like an emotional attachment. And I would even say for Tank working at the camp, I, Tank was the first, Tank, Tank and another buddy of mine were the first people I told that I struggle with this. And, um, and I think talking to Tink every other day, basically, or something like that, there was like this emotional connection that I would say turned into all the other aspects of attraction. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if you guys experienced that. I'm sh- I'm trying not to stay away from like the girl because I know that that's easy to go to. But yeah, I don't know. No, yeah, I think emotional attraction is huge. I mean, I feel like I am emotionally attracted to a lot of men, but in like a, and I think it's in a good way. You know, because, uh, I mean, I think the guys that I'm close with, the guys that I played soccer with, I think I feel emotionally attracted to them because of the experiences that we shared Mm -hmm. over the four years at Biola, whether it was on the field or off the field. I mean, when you do life with someone and you get to know them in an intimate way, like I have been able to with those guys, like especially Campos, I feel like you do become emotionally attracted to them. Um, But I don't know, it doesn't seem like that's a bad thing. I think that's important, I think, and... In the friendships that I have that are the most deepest, I think there are, is an emotional attraction aspect to all of those. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of how I've, I've experienced it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no. I think just when you talk about, like, attraction, it's like a, a sexually charged, like, mm-hmm. connotation to it. But, I mean, anytime that you become friends with anybody... It's because of you're attracted to them for whatever the emotional reason or you're attracted yeah, yeah. to something yeah. that you like or respect about them or something so i don't know yeah oh i just think that's confusing sometimes saying attraction <laughs> yeah yeah because it's got connotations exactly and that's know. that's why i'm trying to address that there's four at least four aspects of attraction i want to talk about um yeah. christian stokes is another guy i remember uh you know christian stokes right oh, have you yeah. met him have you mm-hmm. you might have met him when we had dinner with matthew hooper maybe oh yeah I he was I know like, well i have a friend I that christian, um yeah. he was in tory yeah. and my other friend my, so I had one of my roommates do like a Tory party and Tory is like a, it's a Biola. It's an honors program. Yeah. It's an honors program at Biola. Um, so we read a lot yeah. of program. And, and, uh, <laughs> and my friend Kobe, uh, was hosting a Tory party at our house and I met this guy named Christian and that, that night I literally looked at Christian. I'm like, Christian, I want to be friends with you. You're really cool. And he just <laughs> laughed and said, okay. And now we're really good friends. And so that was really, anyways, that, that to me is like an emotional attraction. Like I, I had this, like, I just saw something in him emotionally that I, I wanted to engage with or be a part of or something. So anyways, there's emotional attraction. Then there's something that's, then there's what I would call just an attractive person physically. And this isn't a sexual thing. Aesthetics? Yeah. So here's a question I have for you guys. Like, I want you to name a celebrity, you, a male celebrity you find attractive. Ryan Gosling. Jane Tatum. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, why? Why Ryan Gosling? <laughs> We're just our name. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why? Why? I is, know the hotter guy. <laughs> why is he? Why is he attractive to you? Uh, I don't know. Have you seen him? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Wait. Well, explain that. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, sorry. 
Can somebody else go first? I gotta, I gotta think, gotta about, think about it. That? I gotta unpack a Shit, lot. Okay, Tank. I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Well, I guess he just has a lot of qualities that society in general deems attractive. Uh-huh. And so, like what? Like he's extremely well sculpted. Sculpted. <laughs> <laughs> he's sculpted indeed. He has a nice figure. <laughs> I guess he's probably packing heat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he can grow facial hair. I think that's cool. Um, his jawline is quite. Well put together as okay. well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just don't physical know. features that I'm just like, hey, I would like to have that. You know, like mm-hmm. that would be so. Uh-huh. I guess yeah. So I guess that's something. something that I would want. Like I would want to be that mm-hmm. fit. You know, I would want to have that strong of a jawline. I don't know. Yes. So there's like want, he know? owns. He sort of he has this physical look that you want for yourself. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then so yeah, that's uh, that's a really interesting point that I'm going to bring up later on because that's <laughs> that's very important. Yeah, I think it's all about like what are the things that you want for yourself slash you value and you see that as like that's what I want to be. And mm-hmm. I think that's when you're like, oh, that celebrity or whatever, yeah, or that yeah. person is attractive because that's the, they have the qualities that I want. And I think yeah. that's that's where that kind of stuff stems from. Whether, oh, man. Whether it's like physical or more – and I think with guys it's probably less physical and more has to – And more has to do with just like the – I don't know, like other qualities of like that's like what a man is. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, oh, so this is so good. I'm gonna. You get. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I'm excited because <laughs> now everything's in a tie and really good. <laughs> uh, what about you? Who? Uh, I think David Beckham. David Beckham. But oh, I think that was my answer. I mean. Okay. How come? Uh, I don't know. He just. I mean, what everyone else has said. Just. He has good facial features. He's sculpted. He just. And he's a great soccer player. And he's a great soccer player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know who I was going to pick now. Well, so we got... Well, they just took all the good answers. Yeah, I know. Ch- 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 I just... I just Ch- Channing Tatum. Ch- I can't even pronounce his name. Ryan Gosling. I just threw out Ryan Gosling because it seemed obvious. Yeah. I'm not really that into Ryan Gosling. Yeah. I mean, I am. But. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be, but some, for some reason, I just love the guy. Um, shoot. <laughs> what does Andy say in the office? He's like, but if Brad Pitt was... Persistent? I might give it up. Oh, yeah. That's a funny... That's a funny scene. <laughs> So, but all that to say, there's a, you guys understand there's this like, oh, so I guess there's another interesting question. You, so, you know, they're attractive, but you don't think of sex when you think of that. No. See, I think for people like me, we could, adapt, we, we relate to what you guys just said, but then there's this one step of, but I want to experience that in a physical way. We guys just see like the look, right? Yeah, for sure. But then there's also that part of you that said like you would want that. And so in my mind, the way I want that is by having sex with that. Hmm. And I, I guess that's the similarly that's the similarity to when you want to have sex with a girl or something like you want that beauty or something so you want to experience it and you just think sexually right away rather than rather than even forming a friendship because I, I think that the people don't know how to have friendships with beautiful well, who you think is beautiful instead you have to make it a sexual thing rather than a platonic thing but yeah, that's but, but that's I, a discussion on yeah but I think that's a really like dividing line though Mm-hmm. Because yeah. like for you, it's easy to say like, oh, the only difference is I choose this, but that like it's a really big difference because I one I don't get to that point, and two I don't know how you get to that point, so it's really hard to be on the you know what I mean like on yeah, the yeah. same page of that like or even understand you because I think of David Beckham, yeah. but I never I never take that I feel like that's such a huge I feel like I'm here and you take a huge step a huge leap and that has to do with my child development though i think that which which i'll talk about later um, yeah i think i'm kind of in the same boat too it's just like that's i have no idea how you get there radar, yeah you know? but it's funny that you guys recognize i just find it interesting that you guys could recognize who's attractive but mm-hmm. it doesn't go sexual it just stops at yeah. yeah like oh they have a nice body and yeah so well, let's keep going. Then there's curiosity. Wait, so you guys don't think about the physical stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, there's curiosity. So we talked about emotional attraction, um, an attractive body attraction. What about curiosity? And what I mean by that is if you have to chant – oh, so I, I was telling Campbell this earlier. I was watching on Conan Adams – or Conan or Jimmy Fallon, um, Adam Sandler was on there talking about a movie he made with Shaq. And in the movie, I forgot, there was something going on where Shaq had to take a shower, like, after they're making the scene or something. And Adam Sandler wanted to see Shaq, oh, Shaq's yeah. penis. Okay. And, and so Adam Sandler was trying to sneak in the locker room that he was at, but, <laughs> but, uh, but the security guard wouldn't let Adam Sandler in the locker room. And Adam Sandler was just like, I just want to see his penis. And so that's, I would say, like, a curiosity that drives us 
I'm sure for you guys, it's like, I want to see a woman naked or something. And for me, there's times I want to see a guy naked, not for a sexual thing, but there is a curiosity thing. And so like I'm almost curious, like in a comparison way or what? Yeah, I think so. Or just like even knowing someone or just like, so I guess here's a, here's a funny question. If you have the chance to see, Ch- what's his, that? What's that guy's name again? Channing Tatum. Channing yeah. Tatum. If you have to see him naked in a locker room scenario or like in a, a, like a, I don't know, some situation in which like, oh, I might be in the same locker room with Channing, oh my God. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Just call him Tatum. From Tatum, now. yeah. Don't have to say Channing. Would you want, would you actually Channing. want to experience that? Wait, experience what? Seeing him naked. T- t- Mr. Tatum. Mr. Tatum? Mr. Tatum. <laughs> or, 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 or even uh, See, David Beckham. Yeah, I think there is an element of curiosity because even like when I, when I mentioned Channing Tatum, Campo said, and he's probably packing, you know, it's yeah. just like, I wonder, you know, I wonder if he is because he has, he has like the physical features mm-hmm. that would make you think, oh yeah, he probably is. If he's got good shoulders, he's got good biceps, he has to have. Yeah, and so it would be interesting to see if that matches. Just that, naturally. You know? like yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Matt? Ryan yeah. Gosslinger. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I th- well, go, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think there's like maybe that like natural curiosity, but I also feel like for most guys, you it's like so deeply ingrained in you to be terrified of being gay and uh-huh. gayness. Yeah. That even if there is like something like that where you're just like, oh, that like I'm curious what that guy looks like naked, there's no way that you let that come to a conscious thought. Because it'll be gay if you. Because it'll be gay. Yeah, it'll be gay if you do that. No, gay, gay, gay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Stop. I um, I was in. <laughs> it's know. true. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was in one of the most like life changing statements that was told to me was when I was in therapy and my therapist. I was telling my therapist when I don't know why I want to see like my friends naked sometimes or like if my friends changing. There's a part of me that wants to look and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't look. I want to look. I don't know what to do. And now I feel like I'm sinning and like my whole world's falling apart. And my therapist said, when I'm in the locker room and a friend's package is just hanging in front of me, I'm going to look. I can't help it. It's right there. And it's not a gay thing. And that was the first time someone told me or showed me this difference between, oh, I know when there's like bad, sinful parts of me and when it's just like a normal guy experience. But I was never shown that difference. And so that was the first time I realized like, oh, man, not everything I do is sinful or gay, but it's normal. But I don't know that it's normal because I'm I'm having to deal with all of this crap in my life without like being told, hey, other straight guys look at each other naked, or other straight guys want to see other men's packages, like Tatum or Mr. Tatum. Yeah, Mr. Tatum. Mr. Tatum. Or Beckham. <laughs> Mr. Tatum. Well, we can talk more about that when we get to the locker room talk. Yeah, Because yeah. that's a big part of it as well. <clears throat> so, so yeah, there's the emotion. So again, man, there's emotional attraction. Physical attraction, curiosity attraction, and now there's just the typical sex, well, the last part, which I would say is sinful when it, in regards to homosexuality. There is wanting to have sex with the same sex. Um, I just, I don't know what else to talk about. I just think it's sinful. Um, I think now, that, do you mean, because like you said, a lot of this has to do with your development mm-hmm. and things that happen to you as a child. And so can you even control the desire I, I, so I is think, the desire itself sinful or is the desire itself like twisted and it's just a part of who you – Yeah. Like, I, I have a hard time saying that your desire to want to have sex with a guy is sinful. It's when you act out on that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's sinful. What well, so I sort of explain it like this. I think, I think we are sinful in so many ways we don't even know. Uh-huh. Um, it's just we're just sinful beings. But I think when I read the New Testament and read like the theology that says – I'm a, I'm now a child of God. By default, I'm prone to be. I'm prone to. Um, I think I'm prone to want to glorify God now versus sin. Hmm. And I think a lot of Christians think no. By default, we always want to sin first. And I I just have an issue with that because I'm that's that to me is a, an identity as a sinner, not an identity as a child of God. All that to say, so practically that means when when I feel this part of me that's like oh I want to have sex with somebody, I think. The goodness in that is, oh, I want to experience intimacy with that person. But because of what I went through as a child and just other issues, I've sexualized that want. Does that make sense? Okay, I think so. So, so like, I used Jeremy. When I first met Jeremy, he was super... I was really sexually attracted to him. Um, and as I got to know him better, that changed to, like, oh, I realized I want this intimacy with Jeremy. And I need to figure out how I could have that in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. But it was covered with sexuality. And I, I slowly began to, like... 
sort of separate that to which now I don't have that want with Jeremy at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took like years of experiencing everything that we're going to talk about. I don't know if that answered your question. I think or so not. a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, there are, there are now, there are times like nowadays when I see someone who's attractive, I think of what you guys talk about, like, Oh, that ma- that male is attractive. Um, but even as you said, like there's this part of me that's like, I want what he has, but that but my mind goes sexual too. Like I want to touch his penis or I want to experience him having an orgasm where you just stick to like, Oh, I just want his, his nice jawline. But my mind, yeah, it just goes further. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, those are sort of four aspects of attract attraction. And I didn't think we'll talk about that that long, but Hey, it's really important to talk about mm-hmm. as we tie in other topics. Um, so yeah, one way to address these four aspects of attraction, I think is to experience the locker room, which, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to hear you guys's ideas of the locker room or what you think about well what's the locker room to you guys especially tank and campus because they played for the battle of men's soccer team and they experienced the locker room together yeah what do you i don't tell me about the locker room i don't know the locker room is honestly one of the it's one of the best parts about playing for biola for the men's soccer team and i think it's one of the best parts about maybe being a part of any sports team but because there is like such a, like an intimacy in the locker room and in the showers and stuff that you don't find anywhere else, you know, part, partly because you're with a bunch of guys who you just experience a lot of life with in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just cause then you are all showering in the same shower, just naked and intimate and open. And, and, and it's like an exciting time. It's like fun, you know, yeah. what is like it? we always enjoyed going to the shower, like hitting the showers after practice or after a game was like the one of the part best part, the you know, it's just like, yes, let's hit the showers, you know, like it's just, it's, Fine. I don't know. I don't really know how else to explain it. I think for me, at least, the locker room kind of symbolizes kind of like a home base mm. where, mm-hmm. where I'm with like my brothers from my team and we just put in a lot of hard work on the field. We put in a lot of hard work wherever we traveled or whatever. And we've just, we've just gone through a lot physically, mentally, emotionally. We've experienced it all together. And then we come back to our home base and we get to just be vulnerable with each other and just be intimate. Yeah. Because there is a bot, there is a, there is this, um, well, I would, I would, I would, I would want to know what you guys think about this, but I see, I see what you guys just said as like the locker room or even the shower room seals the deal that we all have. We are going through the same thing. Like we all have this body and we're experiencing all of this together with this body. Well, yeah. Cause well, all that I say, so you guys are experiencing like, Oh, there's this sort of like seals the deal that we're all men together or we're all experiencing this one yeah. common experience. Cause you guys also talk about when guys don't shower it feels like they're not a part of it. Oh, or like yeah. yeah. There's Big one time. part that's missing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And it's just part of, we expect a lot out of each other, I think too. So when someone doesn't share that locker room intimacy or that shower intimacy with us, it's, it's almost like offensive towards us. It's like, you're not willing to share that part of you or yourself with us. You're like holding back from the team. You're just like the body part of, yeah, you. it's really important because, yeah, I, and I think that's true. I just, I guess I've never really, th- I don't, I don't think of it like that or I yeah, haven't yeah. thought of it like that until you bring up this stuff. You know, I just, it's just kind of something that subconsciously happens. Which I know? think is great. I don't think, I don't think every guy needs to go and think about this stuff now, but people like me, this is what we like. We don't know how to understand and we want so bad. Yeah. Um, and so when I hear you guys talk about this, it's just like really cool, but there's a part of me that's just like, I missed all, or I missed all of that to some extent. Now I'm, I'm still well, we'll talk about that later, but, but yeah, it's cool to hear that. Cause I think that's a very healthy thing that even not, even men who don't struggle with this still don't need to experience. And I think they have a lot of issues with their body because they don't experience that, that yeah. oneness. Um, cause I think the idea of oneness always happens when it comes to sex, right? We think like, Oh, when I go have sex with my wife, I'm being one with someone, but the locker room or the shower scene almost sounds yeah. like there's like this oneness that's occurring. Definitely. And, and I think that was shown in like, so this year we had the alumni game. I don't know if you played. Did you play in the alumni yeah. game? Yeah, we played in the alumni game and um, for Biola. And it was super cool. And I think, I don't know if we won or lost. I don't remember. But we won. We won. Obviously. Obviously, yeah. But <laughs> but we played the game. And like looking back, I don't remember that. But after the after the alumni game, everyone kind of was like, showers. Yeah, showers are coming up. Alumni. Form, like current, current players. players everyone's like, yeah. everyone was like, we were all looking the forward to the showers. That's funny. So we went. And took a shower, and I kid you not, it had to have been like a 25 to 30 minute shower. We're just singing, jumping, dancing, like laughing, joking. Yeah, burning each other burning with the each shower, shower heads. Shower, turning on, <laughs> making it hot, burning each other. Like, it really went on for like 
20 to 25 minutes, maybe more. Like people try to get out of the shower and you like take soap and throw and it you, at them. So yeah, oh, that's so in, funny. Like, yeah. So whipping each other with towels, like all kinds of stuff. There's a, the article that I want to, I'm talk or I said, I would mention talked about how, um, they're trying to question, should, should gay men be allowed in the locker room? Like, uh, was it Michael Sam? Yeah. Michael yeah. Sam. And at the end, the guy, the guy ends the article with, it's all the straight men that keep all the men in the shower because they'll throw, as someone's leaving, then you throw soap on them yeah. and they have to go back in the shower. We do that all the time. And so it, the, it was just funny how he ends that article by saying, yeah, it's the straight guys that want everyone to stay naked in the shower still or something like that. Yeah. It was really funny. Um, so all that said, the locker room is it's just that. It's that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah, there's just, it's probably one of my best memories of being on the team just yeah. in the showers. Because like I said, being vulnerable is a really big part of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you come home frustrated from a loss and it's not always just fun jumping around the shower. A lot of times it's just everyone's in the shower naked. And that means something. Dude, and, dude, and just sometimes pissed. people cry in the shower. And just like pissed. Like after just, such a frustrating game or loss or performance, like I've don't. cried in the shower. Like you're just like don't talk. Yeah. But it is just like a But you're still of, in you're still being vulnerable with yeah. everyone else. Like I'm I'm in this low state of mind of emotion and everything. But I'm still here, like being open with everyone. Like I'm naked in front of my teammates. Yeah, yeah. We're all, and a lot of times it was just we're in there, we're showering, and you're in, you're out, just because you're pissed off or whatever. But you still experience that, like we're still in it together. We're still, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, tied together. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, really cool because a lot of times after a game, even you want to get out of there, you want to rush out, whatever. But you still get to experience, like, oh, even if it's not with the whole team, because everyone just kind of. Do you ever feel like it, you wish other men got to experience something like this too? Not even people like me, but like, I like think your other friends that are not on the soccer team. Yeah, do you I, wish you could have that experience with them? Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of, I think what we had, Tank and I, and just and on the guys on the soccer team or whatever, whoever gets to experience this, is something like really invaluable. Like I don't realize I didn't realize that not everyone gets to experience that. Yeah. And then to me, and like Tank said before, it's almost just like I don't, I don't. It's just like second nature. Like it just. I didn't think of, well, he's not in this locker room because of these reasons. Yeah. Just, oh, he just not in the, he just doesn't want to shower with us. Uh-huh. But it's so second nature because we've been doing it and you just become like, oh, it's just the normal thing. But you don't realize you're getting intimacy and all this emotional attachment and all this stuff. You're getting it. the four T's. Yeah, well, that's part of what I miss a lot about being on the team. You know, even talking about it now like makes me miss being on the team so much because that was such a, an important part of it. Yeah, yeah. You know? What, what, well, before we go on to other questions, Matt, do you want to contribute to anything like this? Um, yeah, well, I think as far as like locker room experiences, I don't have that same kind of experience, but it sounds like there's kind of two different things that we're talking about. And one of them is just being a part of like a team like that. Yeah. Just like that sort of like a sort of like tribalism and community that you Mm -hmm. have there. That's really powerful. And then we're also talking about being naked around other guys and obviously those two things go really hand in hand with like something like a soccer team. Yeah. But um, yeah, as far as like that sort of like team experience, I feel like I had something vaguely similar in high school with my soccer teams. But as far as like being naked around other guys and like the locker room experience, I don't really have that with like a soccer team. But other than like just nudity amongst dudes in general in like your community and your dorm in your like apartments and stuff like that um but yeah i don't as far as like that specific locker room experience i don't have do you yeah, kind of wish that. you had it though a little bit does like it sound appealing or is it just yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> no i well i think just like having like having a community like that where you're all part of this team and where you're all going through a lot of like trials together yeah and going through a lot of difficult things together and like just having that I think is a really powerful community and I think that's something that's pretty unique to like I think a sports team is something that's really unique or and then with that you have beyond just like there's other people who like if you go through a really difficult school program that's small you have that tight-knit community but Mm -hmm. like a sports team has so much I think more to it and more like there's physicality to it yeah well Well, yeah and that locker room experience so um, the military, yeah. I think a lot of people in military experience that too, because they're when they're in training, like boot camp or whatever, they do experience that as well. Um, but I think for us, we, at least I think we experience what they experience. We're not on a team, but like we, we go to the Korean spa with Jeremy or I don't know what else we've ever done that was naked. I don't know. There's all sorts of weird naked things that happen when guys all live together. That's true. That's true. <laughs> 
uh, we lived in the dorms, and so, like, yeah. people do weird stuff in the dorms. So, like, we didn't have that locker room experience, but we had the dorm experience. And I guess it depends how comfortable people are on your dorm floor. Um, I mean, there's still something that, there's, like, something about guys being naked together. There's something about nudity that, like, I feel like when you have guys that are all living in close quarters, like, for some reason, that's, like, an important thing that happens. Well, I, I like to argue that I think it's a part of just being a human. Like, we need to be seen. It's, it's yeah. another aspect of being known. We, we know each other spiritually and emotionally, but I think because of all the complexity of our sexualized culture, we don't know how to embrace our, our bodies together. It's just something that we don't know how to do outside of like a, a team context or like yeah. a, a athletic team context. Um, so I, I would argue that it's a part of us to like want to be known in that certain way. Well, yeah, I feel like, I feel like a lot of like the, the, the like weird, and strange, like, just guys being naked all the time that happens in the dorms or, like, other, like, uh, situations like that. I do feel like it's, like, there's some sort of, like, yearning for, like, a male community and an acceptance mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, just with, like, in our society, there's not really, like, a, here, you go through this trial and now you're a man. Yeah. You know? So we don't have a right of passage. Yeah, you, our, don't have, our... you don't have, like, those rights of passages or whatever, so you're constantly guys are constantly even into their 20s and beyond still like especially in college like constantly trying to prove and find that like acceptance within a male community yeah and like find something like that and i feel like there's something like interesting about uh like guys getting naked around each other i don't know like being at the spa and just there's like an initial you get naked and there's an initial like insecurity Uh right away and after like 30 seconds it all disappears. And yeah. I think there's something that's powerful about that. Anytime you get naked, it's just like, it's just like this stark reminder of like the weird humanness of you are a body. Yeah. And bodies are weird. And even if like, and penises if, are weird. People have some yeah. weird penises out there. Even oh, if you, even if you're yourself, like, yeah. even if you're like a perfect <laughs> specimen, I think there's still like, it's that reminder that like, you're like stripped down and like, it's like this reminder of the physicality. Mm-hmm. And I think guys being comfortable around each other naked and being in that space where suddenly that's not even a thing and you're all comfortable and you're not like being self-conscious about it. Yeah. I feel like that's like an important thing for guys just masculinity wise of finding a community and acceptance and mm-hmm. sort of like trying to replace that like ritual of. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, totally. I, I think, I think the reason why a lot of guys who don't know how to even change in front of someone else or be naked in front of someone else is because they don't know how to even own up to their body. Like, yeah. a lot of guys I, I started realizing weren't really homophobic when it came to, like, changing in front of me. They were just afraid that they had a small penis because they didn't know if they made it or not. If they were, did, did they make, did they, did they reach the level of manhood that everyone's supposed to reach or something like that? So, like, yeah, I don't know if that, does that tie into what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. No, I, I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. Well, I wasn't, this, I want to know, too, like, do you guys remember the first time seeing each other naked or something like that? Like, was it like a... Oh, like this is interesting because I'm being vulnerable now. And now it set it set the precedent for your guys' team. Yeah. But when you first went to Biola and you hit the locker room, was it like, oh, this is weird? Especially you being Hispanic. Hispanics don't do stuff like this all the time. Yeah, I think um, from what I remember, it was just because I mean, you come in new, but everyone else has already been doing something. So you go into the locker room, and the first thing everyone does is get naked. So it's almost like you just have to follow suit. You're like. Oh, you don't right. have a choice. All right. Yeah. I, I guess I'm. I guess I'm getting going naked, and maybe. And I, I remember the first. At first, I would walk like my. I cover myself a little bit with my towel or whatever. I'm still naked, my my butt showing or whatever, but I'm covering like my penis with my towel. Why that? I don't know. I just I was a little. Well, what does it mean to you? What does your I, penis I, mean to you? It's a weird it, question. It, yeah. <laughs> I think my penis just is like my manlyhood. It's my masculinity. It's it's what. And obviously, like, size and all that is something we can get into. All that matters and all. But I would just... It represents, like, a part of just yeah, your being. Just just who I am and, and all that. No, yeah. I, I think that... It was definitely... When I first came to Biola, it was uncomfortable at first as well. I don't remember specifically, like, covering or... Mm-hmm. But I know it was harder at first. And it was... Because I was afraid people were going to make fun of me. Like, that's what I was... Make that was fun my of you for what? For size. Okay. Because of the same reason. Like, that's just something that guys are self-conscious about. Like, like you said, what, is, what does size mean to you? I don't know what it means. It just means manlyhood. That's what. It, that's just what it means. So if you have a small penis, what does that mean? That, just, that what I used to think was it. It just means that you're not a man. Okay. You know? And if you have a big penis, 
then it means you're more manly. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Which is funny because you can't control it. It's just like mm-hmm. what you're the way you're born with, you know? You're but, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of control it. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Which is a, you can kind of, speaking of kind of control it, which is a big deal in the shower, kind of, because I remember at first too thinking like, oh man, what if I pop a boner in someone and I'm just like, and I was afraid of that because I was, I was like, oh man, if I pop a boner or something, they're going to think I'm gay or they're going to think whatever. But I was, it was more just like, I don't want them to think I'm gay, not like, I don't want to pop a boner. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Like, if there was a way to pop a boner and then not think I'm gay, I'd find, I'm fine with that. But, it, I mean, you, the two go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> hand on penis. Um, yeah. Penis in hand. Penis in hand. Uh, let's see. This is good stuff, guys. Well, I guess we can transition. Do you, do we want to keep, do you, is there any, anything you guys want to talk about still? Cause I know we could transition to the yeah, next Yeah, I think you brought it up earlier somehow, but I want to tie, I think I just want to throw this out there. People look in the shower. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. People look like, and it's just, except like I'm sometimes just shampooing away, you know, and I look over at Tank and Tank's just like looking at my penis and I'm like, he's just. Yeah, you just gotta see. I just gonna. I'm gonna just whip it out. <laughs> we need a video podcast. I, actually, I don't know. We forgot to mention this at the beginning of the podcast, but we're all sitting here naked. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not sitting here naked. Um, <laughs> uh, I am not chopping off Phil's chainsaw. Well, yeah. Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for sharing this stuff, guys. Um, well, so I, I think this is important. So I know we're going to transition to the more serious thing. What happens now when someone who shows that same-sex attraction enters into this scenario? Because I think this is the big issue. Like I, I was meeting with a couple of friends once and they said they wouldn't change in front of their roommate who struggled with this because they don't want to cause him to stumble. And basically they were very distant when it came to their bodies with this person who struggled with this. So what happens now when the guy who struggles with this walks into this scene? And I want to argue... Well, before I argue my point, what what are the fears that come up when you guys experience this great experience of intimacy in the locker room, which I would say you guys would agree all men hopefully could experience that. It would be great. But what happens when someone who's chosen homosexuality, homosexuality walks into that? I think they I think they need to be invited into that and to mm-hmm. be treated just as everyone else is. Yeah, but I think, I mean, in that situation, my biggest fear for some reason, I don't know if it's society or me personally or whatever, it's just... The idea of being sexualized by another man makes me feel very, like, weak almost and very, like, timid. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, to think that someone else is looking at my penis other than just just for looking at it, just, you know, or even if they're comparing or whatever, that's fine. But to think, like, oh, he wants to touch my penis yeah. for pleasure or for sexual experience, that makes me almost, like, really uncomfortable, like, where I feel like you're taking my manlyhood away because... Like you said earlier, like what's your penis? My penis, my penis is my like my masculinity. It's just it's what makes me a, a man. So you feel like your size or whatever your being is almost gonna be yeah taken away, destroyed from you. Yeah, or something. Or, if, or, if 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 it's, it's or stained or yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. If that well, makes sense. and hearing you guys talk about just like the locker room experience um, and like the vulnerability and the bonding with that, I think that it sounds like a big part of that is nudity that's not sexualized mm-hmm. and being able to be naked and have it be non-sexual because even physical like so maybe bringing in a sexual a sexualized aspect of that violates the I don't know that's interesting no I think I think that's what makes it 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 violates what it 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 no longer becomes what it should no I think you're he's Matt spot on because it's not even the it's not even the contact because as weird as this might sound like people like smack each other's penises all the time yeah I've seen you guys do that at your you smack your butt you're not even naked or whatever you know you just it's not even the physical contact it's just like the sexual sexualization of the contact or the I, the thinking or anything like that, which makes me per, I don't know about you guys, but it makes me feel like I don't know, like I, I just keep going back to like weak for some reason. Where it's just yeah, like, yeah. I almost like want to like cringe at the thought of someone like I, another man. I think that's interesting. I mean, it makes sense within that context. I've never, I I feel like I don't have any issue with that personally. You've been hit on too by, not in the locker room, but like there's guys out. Yeah, like getting, I don't know, getting hit on by a gay guy has never bothered me at all. Boost your confidence. And- I just, I just need attention. <laughs> just a needy guy. I don't care where it comes from, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, do you want to add anything? Because I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of sh- talk about myself now. No, I think it's, it's similar to, I think, yeah, you hit on a great point. I think that is part of what makes it very special in the locker room is that it is nudity and intimacy and it's, 
in a, in a very deep form that's not sexualized. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that could be the fear, I think, for a lot of people. And I think before I met you and I've talked to you about a lot of this stuff, before that, I think the introduction of someone who struggled with same-sex attraction into the locker room would make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, But I think now, knowing kind of more about the <clears throat> issue, I think it makes me a little bit less fearful I yeah, guess, yeah you know to, I think allow, to no, accept them and bring them into that you know because i see how it can be beneficial yeah for them well know? so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump into my story now. Go for it. um so like as a kid as a kid i never had i didn't have enough guy friends in my life i think um i never had dad issues i feel like my dad's always been there and that's something i've had to deal with like do i have dad issues because there's a stereotype that if you're gay or struggle with this you have dad issues and i just never felt like i've had dad issues i've always wanted affirmation from my guy friends though and I just didn't have a lot of guy friends growing up. So I think with this lack of male camaraderie as a kid, I, I did go through sexual abuse. So my body already identified, oh, males make me feel good in this way. Watching a lot of TV on TV, there's always like these good looking white guys on TV all the time. And then I loved Orange County. So I saw these blonde haired, blue eye guys all the time. I'm like, yeah, basically seeing, seeing, knowing that my body identifies with, oh, a male makes me feel good sexually. The blonde hair, blue eye guy is attractive, and that's like the better looking male, not the Hispanic male, but the blonde hair, blue eye guy. Um, I want male time because I didn't have a lot of guy friends. All of this started sort of like built this, I don't know what the word would be, like um, path to being attracted to a male. Um, that's what I learned in therapy. Um, whether I was born like this or not, I don't, I don't really know. But all I know is I could identify these situations in my life that caused me to be attracted to a male. Again, pleasure, looks, and just like I want to be with the guy all the time. Um, so it was interesting going to Biola. You go to Biola, it's like what? 70% white, blonde hair, blue eye guys all over the place. I end up moving in the dorms and I'm just like thinking there's 100 guys here on my floor that are all taller than me, blonde hair, blue eyed. The whole, they're just like, there's a lot of good looking guys here in my mind. And it was interesting. I... I had to deal with like, okay, what does it mean to actually live on the floor with all these guys? Um, hearts, hearts showers are a little interesting because you can sort of see through. And I think when I first moved in, I was, I wasn't trying to be, but there was like this lust that was coming out of me. Like, oh, I just want to see everyone naked. I want to have sex with them. Like, it was just, I was very like lustful, but I didn't feel like I was choosing. It was just like, it was like there's this octopus living in me and all of a sudden it's trying to reach for everything and I couldn't control this octopus, but it was trying to grab everything. But then I became friends with um, this one, I would say, good-looking black guy. And he he grew up playing football, and he was on the wrestling team. And so he's had that like locker room experience even in high school, which I even know not everyone gets experience in high school. But he, he already had that. So coming to Biola and sort of the whole locker room shower scene wasn't a big deal to him. But we, be, we became really close friends, and I ended up telling him, like, hey, like, I'm attracted to you. I just want you to know I struggle with this. And he was very accepting and loving towards me. He wasn't afraid of me. And I, I actually don't know why he wasn't afraid of me. I was surprised by that. Um, but he knew I was attracted to him. And then all of a sudden, as we as our friendship became closer, he started being very comfortable with me. And so I'll be in his dorm room and he'll just drop his towel. And I, that's when I started dealing with like, wait, why is he dropping his towel in front of me? I don't know how to handle this. Should I look or not? All of a sudden, like I was just dealing with what do I do with this naked body in front of me? Um, and I could for sure say, like, I was very sexual towards him. There was this part of me that, like, wanted to have sex with him. But one day, and I think this was very life-changing for me, we were in, we all went to Arizona once to go visit a friend, and somehow we all ended up skinny dipping. And I was the last one with my shorts on. And my friend who was there, who knew I was attracted to him, kept saying, like, Richard, take him off. Like, he was trying to include me in that locker room scene. I would, that's how I see it. Like, that's the locker room scenario. And he's saying, hey, come in here. And I was like too afraid to go in, but I wasn't afraid because I was lust. I was afraid of what are they going to see? What are they? Gonna, what are they going to see my body as? Is my penis going to be small? Am I just going to be weak? And I had this huge like enlightenment that oh, I'm afraid of my own body. I'm not. I'm not even afraid of lusting. I'm more afraid of like who I am as a man. Um, and so you know, I took my shorts off, and that was is really I guess is it was good for me I guess. Um, and but then it just led up to like me having more experiences with naked men and sort of understanding, oh, I could choose to not sexualize men. Um, and my friend was giving me all these experiences to not sexualize him. Um, and he, and one time he even said, uh, I'm going to treat you like how I treat any of my other guy friends. I just get naked. 
and I'll change and I don't really care. And so I felt like he put the responsibility on me to choose, I would say, love versus lust. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know if this whole story makes sense or not. But anyways, I felt like through this friendship, he was giving me all these opportunities to see him the right way. And it, and as I became closer to him, my attraction for him went down because I, I realized, like, oh, I get to know my friend in this healthy way. Um, and I started applying this to all my other guy friends, like Jeremy. So Jeremy, when I first met Jeremy, I was very, like, I felt like I was very lustful towards him. But as and Matt knows, Jeremy's a very, he likes being naked a lot. We, as I got to experience more nudity with him, my attraction for him is completely gone now. Like, I'm not, I don't know if, it's weird, I don't even know if he's attractive or not now. Like, I can't even, I can't even, poor Jeremy. I can't even deal with that question only because, now he's just not an attractive person to me anymore. But when I first met him, I was like, I want to have sex with this guy. Yeah, so I don't know. That's sort of how my, that's sort of, and I guess what, what even, what even another, another helpful um, advice I got was when my roommate, Jeff, was just like, hey, Richard, I want, you, I want to take you to this um, Korean spa. And he was saying like, it's basically a bunch of naked Korean guys and, and that was sort of the lock. That's sort of like the locker room in my life because I'm not on a team. I don't get to experience what you guys experience. And the Korean spot became like a place of of like of oneness. I get to experience with my guy friends and and like I invite Matt and Jeremy and like others and and we get to experience this like oh hey we're the same. And and for a while I still had to deal with like can I still look at a guy naked? I know I'm not lusting, but I just needed to like really confront this idea confront this idea that it's okay to look at a guy naked you're not lusting you it's, it's just a male person in front of you and i started doing this exercise did i do that with you tank yeah we're like i huh nothing oh so like i basically was we would sit in front of each other and i would it's different than you guys in the locker room but i really needed to be like hey we're looking at each other naked right now do you like this is a big deal to me at least like i'm seeing your penis you're seeing mine and and we're even like describing each other. And like, I really needed this like affirmation that you're a man, that this is like, a, it's basically a mirror. Like I'm a man, you're a man. You have a body, Richard, you have a penis. And it's very real. It's really affirming to be told that because I don't get told that often, especially if I don't get the locker room experience. And I think going through this whole experience has helped me not sexualize the male body. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm lecturing right now or I don't know. And yeah, what do you guys yeah. think about that? Like, that's sort of been my experience on how I got to the locker room, to which now I'm totally comfortable being naked with other men and and sort of, like, they become family. Rather than becoming, like, a, just an object, like, a, it's more of, like, oh, um, that's my that's my buddy. I think, I think one thing that, um, at least I feel like I'm hearing from that story, and one thing, like, getting across, especially when you're talking about, starting by talking about should people who struggle with same-sex attraction be allowed in the locker rooms. And it sounds like, in your experience, the, the times that people are, and the reasons that they have for saying, like, no, they shouldn't, or I shouldn't undress around them, is because, like, I don't want them to lust, and trying to control that for mm -hmm. them. Whereas for you, what's really been helpful to get rid of that, or not get rid of that, but to, what's been more helpful is when they just invite you into those moments as just a another normal guy yeah as opposed to trying to be the one to try to control that i don't know does that make sense is that kind of what you're no, yeah that's yeah. yeah the nfl article talked about this he was saying that michael sam was saying i don't see the locker room as like a bunch of guys i could just like sexual i don't know fantasize about what i it's and he compared it to like if it, if a straight man was going to go into a shower with a bunch of women it's more like that straight man's going into a shower with his mom, his sister, his aunts. It's like, you can't sexualize all that. That's like really weird. And he felt that's the same way. Like these teammates were just his brothers. Like it's just, it's hard to sexualize them because they're your brothers. And I think that's what was applied to me. To some extent, it felt like I didn't even have a choice to sexualize them. But I know that goes against the typical idea that men have, which is, oh man, if they go in the locker room, they're just going to think about my dick the whole time. I'm not sure if I should say dick or not. Whatever. But... I, does that make sense, Matt? Yeah, like yeah. that—that's very similar. Like, and I think that's what my friend did. He—he he gave me this option, but it wasn't even an option. It was like, "Oh, Richard, this is how you're gonna look at me," and I was like, "Okay," and and it was really—it I mean, helped me so much. I think I think it's also when anybody who like says or tries to be like, "No, we're not gonna change around them," or "We're not gonna like have them in the locker room," or whatever, be for them. You know, it's 
it's like putting the onus of somebody else's sexuality on your own behavior and like mm-hmm. you allowing them there. And the thing is, I just, I just don't think that's something that you can control somebody yeah. else's. And the only thing you can do is just, you know, invite them in and act, you know, you can't try to just say like, I'm not going to, I'm going to keep you from lusting by never letting you do all these things. Mm-hmm. And I think having that, trying to have that kind of control is just like, I just don't, I just don't agree well, with and, that. And I think it's actually harmful because then what happens? it excludes. Yeah, it excludes. And, and isolates. Then, yeah. And so, so it becomes harmful too, because it doesn't give those guys even the chance to be, I would say sanctified. It, they don't get the chance to grow and, and see the brothers the way they should. And I guess that this is a good transition to like, I think the church needs to somehow talk about this topic and create environments in which this can happen. I know that's really weird because I'm basically saying, hey guys, we need to talk about like being naked with each other. But it's so important because there's going to be a lot of people who struggle with this and they have to do with the track. What does attraction mean? What, what do I do with this fact that I want to see someone naked or whatever? Like the four aspects of attraction we talked about, those are very strong in us. And if they're not addressed and if, if we're just told to like, go read the Bible, go pray, just go live in community, but there's no practical idea of how to deal with attraction, we'll, we, we'll go nuts, we'll go crazy. Yeah, um, I, think, I think from what you shared, at least in your story, and I've, I haven't been always good at this or whatever. Um, obviously, we're all still a work in progress with the whole how to, how to handle someone who struggles with the same sex attraction and all that stuff, so um, I'm not like perfect or anything, but I do think especially in your story, it just reflected how there's almost like a burden on the, the average straight guy to be open and inviting. Mm-hmm. I think that not only just because of for your benefit or whatever, but I think there's been uh, such a hostile treatment of the same uh, homosexual or same-sex attraction community just throughout like church history and every, just kind of in society. Mm-hmm. There's been such a, a negative view towards them and um, just a lot of hurt towards them. And I think we need to embrace. That. I guess that would be my encouragement if you're a, if you're a, if you're a straight guy listening or someone who's gone through this. It's it's not enough to just know this, but we have to like, we have to find where we can put this into effect in the world because, like I said, like I feel a lot of listening to this. I feel like a lot of responsibility because I mean, growing up, I made gay jokes. I made fun of oh that kid who seems kind of gay. Oh, I made fun of him and all that stuff. Um, so I had a lot of. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of stuff comes out also talking mm-hmm. about all these things for me personally. But yeah, just that listening to your, your, you talk about that is just, um, I, I feel like I have a burden to be open and inviting. Well, I, I would actually say it is on the, the strict guy. Yeah. Because, because people like me, we don't, we, at one point, we don't know how to handle this. We don't know the rules and we need to sort of be walking. We need to be held, not held, but someone needs to hold our hand and walk us into the locker room and yeah. say, you belong here. And this is what we do. And yeah. sort of how you, right when you went to Biola the very first day, was like, oh, this is what we're doing. And you're like, okay, I don't really have a choice. We're all getting naked. Is sort of what I need to be yeah. told. Um, and I guess here's a fun thing. So how was your experience? I think I've been naked with all of you guys. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what was your experience when we're, na- I don't know, naked at one point. Did we do spa first or swimming first? We did swimming first. Swimming first. I, well, at first you didn't want to shower, remember? I don't remember. I, I remember thinking... No, we were showering and you told me not to look at you because that's just, I don't know, I was just showering. and I- Yeah, I felt really, I wasn't comfortable at campus yet and I was, because I had insecurities that, oh, he's going to think I'm like looking at him and lusting or something. So my, my idea was like, well, I'm not going to look at campus, but I knew he was going to look at me and that like bugged the heck out of me because I felt, I just wasn't like comfortable and he was, yeah, it was just really. Where'd you guys shower? In the locker room. The locker room. Because oh. we would do this, we would go swimming in the mornings right. yeah. and and it wasn't until I went to the spa with you did I actually like look at Campos's penis. Yeah. Anyways, how'd you feel about all that? I think I think I'm lucky because I got to meet you after you'd gone through a lot of things. So I think you were a little bit better at handling all that stuff as well. But I think I just went into it just kind of like I do with anyone else. Like I'm gonna get in the shower. I'm gonna with you. I'm gonna look at your penis. You're gonna look at mine, and we're gonna talk. I don't know. I that's another thing. I love having conversations in the shower for some reason. When you're just like bullshit, I'm just facing each other. I thought it was going to be like that, but you were really quiet and you faced the wall the whole time. Yeah, because I, 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 I was a little frustrated. I was like, he wants to, sh- he wants to share the shower. Because well, I didn't know. I don't know how to. It's still, see, that's the thing. I'm still working on the locker room. Yeah. I, it's still new to me. The spa is a place I'm more comfortable with because you literally do sit yeah. there and talk. 
practically the shower is i don't think i don't i don't want to stand there the whole time and talk but like at least at the spa there's seats and you just yeah. sit there and no but i think yeah it was it was funny because i remember thinking like he i mean it was so obvious you were facing the wall the whole time I was like, <laughs> richard doesn't want me to look at him but i think i just like stared and just like That's i'm so gonna funny. wait till he turns around so he can at least <laughs> yeah and i didn't look at you still but Okay. Right. Right. So that was our first time, and yeah. then and then the spa was the spa was cool. It just yeah. Really again, cool. the spa is just a place where you just you go in like a steam room, sauna, jacuzzi, yeah. and you're just naked the whole time with Korean yeah. That was a, I think after the swimming, it was a little easier too. Plus you plus you had already experienced experienced the spa and all that. Yeah, stuff yeah. Too, so like you knew how to handle it better yeah. and all that. So that's what I'm saying. I got, I think I got in the I came in in the time where you had already kind of trial ran everything. Okay. And then I just you just got to. And how about you, Matt? Uh, I think when we went to the spa, but I don't know. I didn't. I mean, I didn't really think anything of it. Uh, for me, it was just it was just dudes hanging out at the spa naked. Um, yeah, yeah. It just wasn't that big of a deal for me. And I don't even remember. Remember, we were naked on Angel's Landing. I what was that? The, that wasn't the first time though. No, that wasn't. Okay, that was fun. Yeah. So did Craig. Yeah, yeah. Matt, yeah, Matt took the picture of that. Yeah, I don't know. It just like wasn't. It's never been something that I thought about a lot. Yeah, or it was a big deal to me. So I don't have a ton to say about and, it. And I, it was interesting meeting you and Jeremy. I felt like you guys already had this like. Yeah, we've been naked around each other. Yeah, so I felt like I was introduced to their like naked, their naked culture already. Yeah, and like I really like since like oh these guys don't really care about this stuff or like I don't know you just, just didn't really care. Yeah, and then Tank, I felt like. We've had some ups and downs. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know how you feel about this right now. No, no. So, the first time when I saw, we were naked, there was a spa, and that was out. I think mm-hmm. it was a couple weeks after I got we got back from camp. No, was it not? No, because oh, I was the okay. Hold on. So this back is a funny up. story. I I went to the spa with Richard before I knew that he struggled with same sex attraction. Yeah, and so, I want to. I want. I got to defend myself real quick. So a question I had was: Should I tell everybody I struggle with homosexuality or not? And my therapist said, like, Richard, you don't need to tell everybody this. Like, it's your life. You don't need to tell everybody. And if, if you want to go to the spa with your friends, you can go to the spa with your friends. You don't need to tell them. And I was like, okay. But I felt, like, guilty because I'm like, I just don't want anyone to feel like I'm taking advantage over them or like something. you're violating their trust. Yeah. And, and when my therapist was saying, like, well, you don't need to tell them about your life. Like, they could go to the spa or not. And anyway, so I was like, well, this, there's this guy that seemed cool. I'm going to invite him to the spa. And then, well, okay, we we had met a couple of times to talk about camp. You had, you had yeah. been hired to go to camp, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were going to be spending the summer together. So it wasn't just like he saw me out of the blue and was like, "Hey, let's <laughs> yeah, go yeah, yeah. Hey, you. Come it was like head hunting. Come and, and, and I was actually, on a penis hunt, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So uh, I mean, obviously, the first time, it, I didn't really think anything of it because mm-hmm. I was comfortable being naked around guys because I had been on the soccer team for about two years by that at that point. And you were thinking um, this guy shows the same sex attraction. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I think when you told me at camp, I think that was a question I had. I was like, wait, we went to like the spa together, you know? And uh-huh. so this kind of goes back to me saying like before I had, I've had some of these conversations with you, I think I did in a little bit feel like, oh, you think you should have told me that before I went to the spa with you? Because I don't know at that point, at that stage of my life, I don't know if I would have been okay with that. Yeah. You know? Um, and so after camp, we didn't talk too much about, we didn't go in like a lot of depth about kind of same-sex attraction. I just, mm-hmm. I knew a lot about your story. Yeah. Because um, that so, summer we, I talked to you a lot throughout that summer. Yeah, but it was mostly yeah. about your story and then it was when you were going through hard times. But we didn't really talk about like everything behind same-sex attraction, your beliefs to it and kind of how I was processing it as well. Yeah. Um, and so I don't really remember too much about after, the first time we went after. I don't even think, I don't even think I had the four T's. No, together, no, 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 not yet. Yeah. Um, but through some situations, someone that I, a relationship that I had, um, the person that I was in a relationship with was not comfortable at all with mm-hmm. this. Because I was fine with it after I got back to camp. I mean, I felt comfortable going to the spa with you. I enjoyed doing it. We did the um, that ritual thing where we sit next to Yeah, yeah. Room. Tink was what I did that thing where like Tink, I was like, Tink, I need you to like look at me and tell me you see me naked. Where, like, I know you guys in the locker room don't have to do that, but you are doing that. No. For, for me, though, it's like, I need to be told consciously that this is happening. Yeah. And so even, I, I remember even when we did that, like, I did it, but I was like, this is, I'm not really, I don't really understand why this mm-hmm. is important to him, but I did it anyway because 
I don't know, a lot of times I think I, I just thought, oh, I'm helping Richard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so with the whole spa thing, we've had ups and downs because a relationship that I was in was not okay with that. And it didn't wasn't the reason the relationship ended, but it caused a lot of pain in the relationship. Yeah. And so now I associate the spa with Richard with pain from that relationship, you know. So I going back to the spa wouldn't make me uncomfortable in the sense that like, oh, I feel like Richard's sexualizing me or I don't feel comfortable being naked around Richard. But it's just a spa in general with Richard. Like remind, like I associate that with the pain that I experienced in this other relationship. Um, so that's something that I'm still working through. I mean, Richard is still going to work through that. But mm-hmm. um, as far as the spa goes, like I thought I was never uh, – after I've learned more about, you know, you and I've, I know more about the four T's, like – I feel very comfortable. So, like you guys, ball, you, you guys, know? if you were to meet someone who struggles with this, you guys would feel comfortable being naked in front of them, or even like, not saying you have to do this, but you would even understand like maybe it's on me to actually introduce them to the locker room and look at me the right way if you're gonna look at me or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but no, yeah. Do you, do you I mean, I don't normally just say, "Hey, let's get naked together." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I like I wouldn't feel uncomfortable about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a question, Richard. So yeah. we're talking about, the, like you said just now, like, okay, look at me, but look at me the right way, you know? What if we're meeting with people who don't believe that this is wrong and they're totally fine living oh, in this lifestyle? Yeah. Like how – because that actually does make me feel uncomfortable. If it's – if I'm going to take someone to the spa who I know is very adamant that this is okay to and live that a gay they're life, living this life yeah. and that they are totally fine with it and they don't think it's wrong – or sinful or anything like that, that I think makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because I feel like there's no, there's no desire to see things the correct way. You know, yeah. like we're not on yeah, the yeah. same wavelength. There's no common so, ground at all. Yeah. So how, how, what do you say would be the best way to go about so that? So I had, a, the, one thing I want to say is not all gay men just lust after everybody, mm-hmm. which I don't think a lot of Christian men believe. But that's the truth. Like, gay men don't want to see everybody naked. So that's one thing. But the other thing, I'll, I'll use this. There's a story. My roommate, Jeff, um, he had these two... Or my old roommate, Jeff, he had these two gay guys that he worked... Uh, I'm sorry. He had these two gay friends that he worked with. And they were really into him. Like, they they asked him some weird stuff. But um, they wanted to do stuff with him. And my roommate, well, my old roommate, he's not gay or anything. He's a straight guy. And so he asked me once, like, uh, what should I do? And I just told him, like, treat him how you would treat me or whatever. And so he's like, okay. So he actually went he actually went to a spa with these two gay guys. And he just treated them like a normal person. And it was interesting because they became frustrated with that um, because they wanted more. And Jeff was just like, well, no, I'm not gay. and But you are my friends and I, want, I like the spa. And it's a good place to talk and get to know each other. It's like the locker room. And I think it taught them that... Jeff wasn't treating them differently. They knew he was a Christian. They knew how he saw homosexuality. And he gave them the chance to still see him, how he wants to be seen. And that's up to them if they want to do that or not. But what I can say is it really impacted their life because they met a Christian man who wasn't homophobic, who wasn't afraid. Like all these they, stereotypes, all these stereotypes yeah. Jeff was breaking by just being a normal guy with them. Interesting. But Jeff is, I think, a very secure person as a Christian male, and I don't think I don't think every Christian male, a lot of Christian male, can't even handle what we just talked about when it comes to even the locker room. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Christian males need to be comfortable with their body and and be okay with the fact that maybe there will be men sexualizing you. Hmm. That's I think that's along the lines of, hey, there's going to be non Christians hurting you for the sake of the gospel. I think it's very similar to that. There will be gay men sexualizing you and as a Christian we're supposed to just be the healthy person we're supposed to be which is a I'm not going to say a straight male but a man who sees other men the correct way Mm. Um, does that make sense? yeah and so but that's a very hard you have to be very okay with yourself and knowing that hey there's a chance that they might hit on you they might violate you Um, and that's where I think we say hey like hey I'm not you're crossing boundaries right now you're you're, that's not what I want to engage with um, and they got to respect you. Yeah. They have to respect you. That's not even like a religious thing. That's like a human thing. Mm. Um, it's, it's like a don't rape thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. No, no, we need to really push that. Anyways, um, yeah, this was a good talk. I Again, I guess we could have some conclusions really quick. Um, 
I guess I want to stress to those listening, if you struggle with same-sex attraction, don't be afraid of the locker room. If you believe what I believe and what we're communicating through this podcast, I would, I would encourage you to pray and, and seek out men who, would, who, would ex, who are willing to experience the locker room with you. It'll, it'll, take time. it'll take time on your end to actually see them the right way as well as it'll take time on their end to be comfortable. But we need to know each other in a physical way. We need to be transparent physically and understand what it means to have a body and understand what it means that your friends have a body and a penis. Not, you know, don't go crazy over it. Yeah, what are some of your guys' conclusions really quick? And then... Campbell's kind of touched on it and you touched on it a little bit as well. Um, if there are any straight guys that are listening to this podcast, it really, there is a lot of burden on us, I think. Um, I think, Richard, you've established the four T's because you want to equip Mm-hmm. guys like us to help because you you believe that we can be the biggest help to people who struggle with same-sex attraction and so my encouragement to any of you guys listening who are straight is to really kind of consider what you know god might be calling to you in this podcast and consider like if there are people in your life that you might be able to bring into the locker room and kind of be a little bit more vulnerable with because i think that we can be a super big help to people who struggle with this and so that'd be my encouragement to you after you know, after this podcast and as you continue to listen to other podcasts and you continue to listen to the four T's, just kind of be looking for ways that you can be helpful um, and kind of step out of your own comfort zone to help others. Thanks. Thanks, cool. Matt, you have anything? Like a, <laughs> like an advice or? Yeah, yeah. A practical. A practical. Uh, straight guys, don't, don't be afraid of gayness. <laughs> it's not that scary. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Campos? Well, thanks for listening, and um, if you want to hear more about my locker room experience or anyone else's, feel free to reach out to us and all that. Um, Richard, obviously, probably has most of the answers or something. I don't know. No, just most of the stories and and um, arguments that I'm trying to Yeah, well, thanks for listening, and um, if you want to hear more about our locker room experience or have any other kind of questions, feel free to reach out to any of us. Um, Obviously, you can reach reach to the four T's and send them an email, but... um, yeah, on both sides, I think we have to have some common ground. We have to be open. Mm-hmm. Um, like Tank said, we have to, us as straight Christian guys, we have to kind of own up to how we've been in the past and society and all that. But um, yeah, just openness on both sides. Just try new things. It's going to be weird. It's going to be uncomfortable at times. But I think it's all going to be uh, for the benefit of the kingdom of God. So mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Uh... Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope one day we all get to experience the locker room. There will be a, there will be a locker room in heaven. <laughs> no, when heaven comes down to earth. When heaven comes down to earth. Yes, there'll be a locker there room. Will be a locker and room. as the NFL article talked about, uh, there's a lot of dancing and I guess dancing in the shower scene yeah. or the shower room, right? Yeah. So hopefully there's a lot of dancing in the sh- shower room. There's room. dancing. That's there's dancing. Sure. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.